ButcherBox makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. For me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. Western Contours Podcast, sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. We talk gear, on and off season preparation, tips and tactics, conservation, and finding inspiration in the outdoors as sportsmen and women. Thank you for joining us as we share our love for all things Western hunting. About to share this episode thanks to these fine companies I depend on in the field. Game Changer Calls. The GC was designed with all hunting callers in mind. Though elk is the intended target, the unique size is a game-changing tool for turkey and coyote callers as well. It is not designed to replace your tube or open reads, but rather to complement the caller's repertoire in the field. Vortex Optics. Proudly made in the USA, Hoffman Boots. If you're heading to the backcountry and you need some meals that won't bog you down, check out SasquatchFuel.com. 100% compostable packaging was designed to combat litter in the backcountry. For more information on conservation in action, head over to SasquatchFuel.com. Titanium Archery Products. Dedicated archers deserve truly unique products that provide all the performance attributes that they demand, and that's exactly what TAP delivers. For more brands we run and trust, jump on westerncontours.com partners page. Look for the code Western Contours and save a few dollars off your order. Hey guys, I sit down for round two with Brandon Goodwin, my buddy, the hunting student, and just want to recap his 2019 season, some pretty big accomplishments and growth, and it was just fun to follow along, so I want to hear it firsthand. Enjoy the episode. So we're on for a second time with Mr. Brandon Goodwin. Uh, Brandon, good evening, man. I, uh, as usual, appreciate your time, man, and your friendship and wanted to jump back on with you and get uh, the THS part two, if you will. How's everything, bud? Yeah, doing great, guy. Doing real good. It's it's great to, to connect with you again. And I, I mean, we had the opportunity to chat on and off throughout the, the last year, but uh, this is this is cool to be uh, a part of western contours once again yeah 2020 man it uh should be a really good year it's gonna be interesting i don't know if we could top well i know how i can top last year but i'm not sure how you're gonna make that happen you had a a pretty epic (laughs) year man 
it, yeah, it's it's amazing how quickly, like it literally feels like it's flown by. I mean, so much has happened and I've learned so much and can have connected with so many different people. And um no, it's been incredible. I, I'm I'm totally grateful, you know. Yeah, it was uh it was an amazing and that was one of the reasons when I talked to you that I wanted to get you back on. Um there's a lot of people starting out. There's a lot of people that have been doing it a long time, um, some with passion, some with a little passion, some with a lot of passion. But the way that watching you and your story unfold and how you go about it is is something that I love. I've, I've grown to look forward to it, um, the way you go about it, the way you present hunting as passionate as you are about it, man. And and then I'll see, you know, your boy out there um, or not out there, but in the archery shop, getting that bow ready. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's just going to be an epic year, man. So I just wanted to kind of recap, um, you know, your 2019 season and where you started and kind of what you learned and some of the uh, ups, downs, pitfalls, if you will, um, that you went through, and then you know, talk about uh, talk about the harvest. Yeah, so 2019 was was huge for me. I started it with nothing but small game under my belt, you know, some birds and rabbits and that sort of thing. And, um, I was grateful for that. It's been a great opportunity. I enjoy it still. It's something that I, I, am still actively doing. Um, but I mean, since, you know, we last spoke, obviously I, I was able to uh, harvest a deer for the first time. And, um, that was tremendous. I mean, the whole experience, the way that it came about, um, everything that's happened since then, it's been absolutely incredible. It was Totally unexpected um, because it was somebody who I connected with on Instagram, you know, and was following the account who reached out to me, uh, Chris Hall, who he, uh, his handles, uh, Hornstar Outdoors, Horn, H-O-R-N, Star. Um, and <laughs> Chris reached out to me and, you know, we've been chatting, you know, off and on and, you know, I commented on his posts and stuff. And he was just seemed like a really solid guy. But um, as we approached the D zone opener up here in Northern California, Chris just said, he's like, Hey, I know you haven't gotten a deer yet. I want to take you out. I've got a spot. There's some animals moving around out here and, um, you know, let's, let's connect and, uh, you know, see what we can make happen. And I was like, you know, I'm like that first of all, just blown away. I, you know, never met the guy in person, just, you know, chatting back and forth. Um, but we talked on, you know, on the phone and, um, he invited me out to his place and we hung out for a bit and grabbed, you know, had a beer and, um, he's like, yeah, so like, let's do this. And so, you know, I'm still just kind of like, can't believe that there are people out there like this because up until then it hadn't been my experience. I, I reached out to the people who I knew that had hunted in the past and, you know, tried to get, you know any kind of experience. Like, I'm like, just let me come out and scout with you. I'm an extra set of binocular, like whatever it takes, I'll help you pack out and never got anyone who was, uh, you know, willing to accept an extra set of hands, you know, a rookie set of hand, hands, I guess. Um, and I don't begrudge them that. I mean, I, I understand how hard it is to get on an animal and to do the, to do the thing. So Chris's um, invitation was tremendous. And um, we spent that opening weekend um, on Sunday, uh, went out to sit, uh, in the afternoon because that was the first time I was available. I had commitments on Saturday and in the morning. And so I, I get out to his place and we get out to the blind and we're out there and 
you know, just before dark, uh, we see movement, you know, I mean, I see this tall kind of forky bucks kind of moving in pretty quickly, like directly 12 o'clock from the blind. And, uh, that buck just kept, I mean, he came in on a string. I was like, I, I told Chris, I'm like, he's running right towards us. And he's, I mean, he's coming in at a pretty good clip. And there's a couple of trees out about 30 yards, 35 yards. And he stops just on the other side of the trees. And the way the blind's set up, he's right in the blind spot. Like there's a window on my left. There's a window on my right. And I can see his, his tail on one side and see the tip of his antlers on the other side. But I can't get a shot off. And I'm sitting there and I'm sitting there at full draw. And later on, later on, Chris told me, he's like, you were at full draw for over a minute and a half. And I mean, I, I was so, it was like tunnel vision, man. I, I was, I was just in the zone. I was waiting. I would lean forward, trying to get a shot, lean back, trying to get a shot. And then Chris tells me, he's like, take the other shot, take the other shot. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, out the left window. And I, the way I'm sitting, I'm pointing out the front. I'm looking out the front, you know, kind of tucked back in the rear of the blind. And I'm not even considering that there's, you know, I'm, I didn't hear it. I was so focused on this buck that was right in front of the, in front of the blind. And so I kind of pivot on, I'm sitting on a five gallon bucket in this, in this blind because the way that it was set up, um, the ground was kind of uneven and it kind of gave me the best vantage point. So I pivot on the bucket and kind of lean forward. And as I lean forward, there's these two trees about 25 yards away and right where the trees come together in like the Y and right in the, in the saddle of those trees, there's a buck that's, in, by my estimate, I mean, he's huge compared to the buck that I <laughs> Absolutely massive. And there, he's looking right at us. So I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, all right, I know he's probably seen me, me move. He's probably still trying to figure out what's going on, but he's going to see this arrow coming. And as I kind of lean forward, this is all kind of happening in my head, head in an instant. And, as I lean forward, as my sight, as the, my, the ring kind of crosses his body, as soon as my top pin hit him just above his shoulder, I, I was aiming just above his shoulder because I'm figuring he's going to try and duck. And as I move across, I drop it into his chest and let it go. And he, he, he tries to duck it. And as soon as he does, he turns towards us and it just opened him up. And, um, it was crazy because I couldn't tell from the shot, like exactly what happened. I saw the arrow hit him. He jumps up in the air. Like he was, I mean, like on a trampoline, the dude jumps up in the air, rotates midair and takes off running. And I sit back and like, holy cow, like my heart is pounding at this point. And I can feel it like everything up until that point, completely zoned out. I was, it was silent. It was like tunnel vision. Everything zoned out. And all of a sudden, I'm aware of my heart just pounding through my chest. And Chris is already, he's looking at his, he's looking at his camera. He had, he, had, he had brought a couple of cameras and we're sitting there and he's looking at the viewfinder. He's playing it back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I'm sitting there, I'm looking at him like, was it a good shot? He's like, I can't tell. I can't tell. So we give it a minute. You know, we're sitting there for a little bit and we finally go out and we look around in the spot and there's a little bit of blood on the ground. And then we find the arrow and there's blood streaked all the way through the arrow, full pass through, arrow snapped. Um, there's a little bit of fat 
on the on the on the arrow. Man, I'm got, I'm totally jacked up right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear it in your voice, man. Um, and so, yeah, so you know, both sides of the arrow, you know, it full pass through, but there wasn't a ton of blood on the ground, so we started, you know, trailing. You know, I'm doing circles around the spot, kind of working my way out, kind of in a giant spiral, and I pick up the next set of blood droplets, and then you know, kind of move in that direction a little bit, and I'm just going back and forth and find the next set and find the next set. And Chris, ironically enough, is is colorblind, so you know he's kind of you know where it's oh it's pretty much it's setting you know dark setting in by this point. And so he's just kind of like he's holding the light. He's like, what about over here? And so we work out, you know, probably I don't know 150 yards or so from where we started, and we can. I mean, it's by this point it's just dark, dark, and um, you know I was we had a couple of headlamps. And the brush gets super thick and uh, we start hearing things like moving around in the dark. And um, I'm like, man, he goes, I don't, I don't think we should push in there. And I'm, I'm like, I'm amped, but I, I totally understood what he was saying because it was so thick and we couldn't really see. I mean, it was as thick as it was and as thick as the brush, it was just ridiculous. It was like, you wouldn't be able to see more than maybe 10, 15 feet in front of you. Um, so we made the call to to back out. And so we go back and we're hanging out for a bit and we're, you know, kind of talking things over. And he's looking, he's texting a few people that he knows, like, what do you think about the shot? And kind of everybody's kind of the same thing, like, well, you know, what does the blood look like? And it's like, it's wet, it's, but there's not a lot of it. And so we talk about it. He's like, so what do you want to do? You know, you left it up to me. I'm like, you know, I think the smart thing to do, you know, from everything I've heard, right? Because I'm, I'm it's my first deer. It's the first buck I've ever shot. Like everything I've heard, it's like, come back in the morning. It's already, it was like 10, maybe 1030 by that point, 1030 at night. And um, he's like, I think it's the right call. He's like, if we, you know, if he's not laying down, if he's, you know, if it wasn't a lethal shot, then, you know, if we bump him in the night, he's going to take off probably. And I agreed with him. I was like, you know, I've heard the stories. I'm, you know, everybody says the same thing. Well, not everybody, but for the most part, wisdom says, you know, to, to come back to the situation. And it was just because there was no line of sight. Like you couldn't, I mean, there's just, you couldn't see through anything and it was so thick back there. So, so we did, um, next morning, you know, I, I hardly sleep at all. And um, haul all the way out there. It's like, you know, an hour, hour 10 from my place to his. And we go out to the property and, um, you know, dropped a pin in it and on the Onyx. And so just went right back out to the pin. And within the next 10 yards, like blood starts to thicken up, right? It's, it's looking a lot deeper. There's a lot more of it. And probably 50 yards into this, into this brush, there's, uh, we turn this corner and there's this thicket. And he's, he's laying there. Um, and as you know, you, as we approach him, you can see that the coyotes have already gotten bent at him, you know? And, uh, I was, I was devastated and relieved at the same, at the same time. Um, I was relieved that we found him. I, I didn't want, I didn't want to, go away from this experience, not being able to recover the animal. That was, that was 
thing that was really plaguing me more than anything. So super relieved that we found him. But at the same time, I wanted so badly to be able to put that animal in my freezer and um, was disappointed because he was such a beautiful buck. And I mean, I know it's part of the cycle that everything eats and, you know, and out there, it's all the wild. Like the, the coyotes don't care, you know, what, how they get on a meal. They're, they're grateful for how they get it. And I don't begrudge them that, but um, it was really, I was really, you know, I was really kind of upset about the fact that I wasn't able to find them the night before. But Chris, I mean, he was, you know, he's like, well, you, you know, they really had worked over the hindquarters and got into the guts and stuff. And he's like, you know, this is still good up here, you know, front shoulder and neck meat and some back strap. And, um, you know, so I was, I was, I was happy, <laughs> you know, with that. And, um, that, you know, that was amazing to be able to, to, you know, to make some meals out of, out of that for example. And in the meantime, I didn't even know, I, because I, I had shot off my, like my phone was on just because of on it. And I took a few pictures, but he's like, dude, people are like blowing up. Yeah. Like <laughs> he's wondering what's going on. Like he goes, have you been online? I'm like, dude, I haven't been online at all. Like I was not even thinking about it. He goes, everybody wants to hear like what's going on. And so like, I didn't even know, like, you know, the, the time, you know, we were all kind of, con- you know, part the participants in, in the digital campfire and wishing there with, with Colin Cottrell. And um, so like, uh, you know, a bunch of you guys like we're, we're talking and, um, you know, had seen video and pictures and stuff that Chris had done. And I didn't even, I had no idea. We were plotting, I, we were plotting all kind of stuff, man. And oh, yeah. <laughs> I found out like there's a GoFundMe set up for I'm done and stuff. And, I'm like, I'm, I was like that, honestly, that was, that was such a bright spot for me because like the community had been super supportive. Um, when I said, you know, oh, wow, I'm going out with Chris and everybody's like, oh, right on. Good for you. And then, I mean, like the whole, that was just unbelievable. And, you know, when I had set up my account, when I had started the hunting student on Instagram, I really, I was trying to connect with people who were willing to to just give me some some guidance really i mean that was like the big thing was how do i find people who are willing to share what they know and how do i pass that on and and connect other people with those types of people right because um like you said being new and and getting getting my boots on the ground and getting out in the field like there's a lot of time and i and i talk to people all the time now that are like hey i'm trying to go do this or i'm trying to go do that or i'm you know doing this for the first time like do you have any tips and it blows me away because like they're coming to me and I'm just sharing stuff that I've gotten from, from folks like, like you and from Chris and from Colin, like all these people that have been doing it for years. I'm just like, Hey, maybe you should reach out to this person or check out this post or, you know, go check out this YouTube video or whatever. Right. But, um, the fact that people are starting to respond, um, like that, like, honestly, that that's what keeps me going as far as, the Instagram stuff, like the social media stuff. Um, because there have definitely been times over the, this, this past year where I'm like, maybe I should just forget all this and just focus on um, the hunt. Yeah. Right. I mean, cause I'm nobody like, you know, I'm, I'm just a dude out there trying to, trying to 
to to learn how to feed my family from you know in a more natural and and, and you know I, an overused term but organic way like um that's my 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 goal and you know been able to connect with some incredible people and that really has driven me but to have people who are also new saying hey what about this you know what do you think about this product or or you know can you tell me about you know hunting you know pigs or you know whatever it is ducks i'm like i haven't even gone duck hunting yet i know (laughs) (laughs) that's just been amazing but to to know that the community that i've attached been able to attach to via instagram um was willing to help me you know and first like my wife was one rule when i started hunting was we're not decorating with dead animals like that was her and (laughs) to turn around and say babe there's people that literally started a fund for me to get this thing mounted. Like, what am I going to say? And, um, it was honestly, so you guys put that together, find it, find out from, um, Ted Pitt McQueen, who, 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 those who don't know, check him out. Awesome guy. He volunteered to do a Euro mount for free, which I, I mean, I've seen his stuff. It's beautiful. Um, showed it to my wife and actually his wife, Michelle, um, shout out to Michelle because, I told my wife, Jane, what Michelle had said about um, getting the mountain done. And it absolutely made a difference because now I get to keep this one. Um, my plan was to get it done and maybe hang it up at Chris's place because he's got so many. It just looks like a museum up there. But Michelle helped uh, me convince my wife to keep the first one. So so when that when that I'm going to jump just to that right now and we're going to back way up. But when that yep. went down it was funny. I I, I don't want to say it was Chris and he was like, "Man, I I told him what we were doing and and he said, "Man, his wife uh isn't uh isn't gonna like that and i was like you know what let brandon fight that fight i don't care if he puts it in the garage <laughs> we're doing this <laughs> and uh it was pretty funny man i was like oh yeah she's gonna hate me <laughs> <laughs> but it was like full send i mean i i'll when when chris had first sent that video after that shot man and i'm i'm watching it and i'm i put it on my computer so i can blow it up on the screen and i'm like oh man my nerves were shot dude shot i was like oh man i can't tell (laughs) right right yeah and it's funny people have reached out to me since then like people who are just started following me or whatever they go back and they look at it and they're like that was an incredible shot i'm like you can say that now because of all the pictures that we posted after recovery but when it happens, like, I mean, I know Chris reached out to people who've been hunting and, you know, like yourself, like people that have been hunting for years and years and years are looking at that shot going, everybody's like, I don't know. There's just no way to know. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, hearing that over and over again, that, that night, you know, like trying to sleep, like that was just echoing in my head. Like, you don't know, you don't know, you don't know, like anything could happen. Right? Oh, forget, forget the sleep, man. That hour and 10 hour and 10 minute drive from Chris's house to your house oh, had yeah. to be absolute torture. Oh, it was, I was driving. It was absolute silence. I mean, no radio on, no nothing. It was just the sound of the road and I'm playing it over and over in my head. I'm like, could I have made a better shot? And like, for never having let an arrow fly at a live deer. You know, I think there's a lot, even like, so one of the things that happened like right before we went on that hunt was Alan had, Alan Yates had just gone to 
Texas for his hog hunt. And had the advantage of reviewing with him, like, right, we all got on the digital campfire, we, we watched the video over and over again, everybody had comments about that experience. And some some tips that Alan took away, I'm sure, and applied and sensed, and he's, you know, I mean, the dude's a deer slayer, right? He's, I mean, he's just doing it all over the place now. And that having that experience, like that was huge for me, because in watching that, one of the things that you don't get from watching internet videos and from watching stuff on Instagram and all this stuff is you see shots that are typically like these skilled dudes that are waiting and they get like these beautiful, like ideal shots, like animal quarters to them or quarters away. Like, and they just wait. And then at the right moment, they let the thing fly and it tucks in right in that, in that 10 ring and like just nails it. Like you see that over and over and over again. But with Alan's hunt, that hog never really gave him like there was a split second maybe where he had would have had that kind of an opportunity and so for me what it had me i mean when i saw my ring line up when i saw my my pin line up on i I didn't even hesitate like it was just muscle memory already um to let that arrow fly and it was i mean like i said the 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 calculations that take place in your brain in that moment it's I mean, it's absolutely insane how quickly all of that stuff comes together and it happens. Like, okay, that's the one. Um, so on the drive, yeah. I mean, I was just sitting there in my head over and over again. It's like, okay, play it back, play it back. Could it have been better? And I don't, maybe another hundred. Yeah, maybe. But for me, it was the right shot, you know? Um, and it was just exciting to... I mean, for, to transition from what looked like a you know pretty young uh, and a good size, but a, a pretty young fork, um, fork buck. He was a real tall forky, so he was, he was probably a couple of years old, two years or, or so. I don't know. I'm not going to age him, but um, to transition from that in my ring to this, fork, yeah. I mean, it, it was it, the 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 time like in the instant, it felt like forever. But then when we watch it back, you know, watch the, the footage that Chris shot over again, it's like, man, that happened really fast. Um, and so when, you know, you're driving for over an hour <laughs> in the dark, <laughs> yeah, it was incredible how, like, your brain is able to break down every single element of what was happening. In seconds. After the fact, yeah. yeah. And and, and the, I guess, too, is, is to even emphasize that even more you you hadn't even seen a deer for season you had that was your first time drawn back on an animal yeah right outside yeah. of the turkey so, so yeah so that was so that was this season so you know um what was that august um and i just picked up a bow the previous december january so i first i first started shooting my, my a borrowed bow in december last december January, I went and I bought my own and had been practicing with it. Um, took a shot at a turkey early or yeah, earlier on that year. Um, during so the previous, yeah, the previous fall turkey season, so late November, um, early December, I took, you know, took a shot at a turkey, which and that bird got away. I hit it, it got away, pulled the arrow out of, out of itself and flew off, flipping, flew away. <laughs> Never found him. 
And so, yeah, that was my first experience putting the, I mean, up until, you know, the previous four years of, that I had was all rifle. Uh, yeah, yeah, and small games. So, I mean, I'd never had a full-size buck in my in my sight, you know, as a, as a, as a bow hunter. So, and, and I'm not going to pass it without saying it and, and, and good on Chris, right. For, for doing that. There's not a lot. I mean, this is, this is a buck that he's been watching for quite some time. Um, and the fact that he's like, Hey man, I see your struggle. And I think, well, I don't think I know. Cause he and I had talked about it. Um, and I said it earlier, the way that you present hunting and present yourself, it, it's, makes it a lot easier to say hey you know come on let's let's do this and i'm gonna correct you you said no one else reached out to you i told you to come to l camp so i'm gonna check you on that one uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but i mean there was a lot of there was a lot of emotion i think for everybody that was watching that man um and then to see your face as you're talking about it um that and i don't want to call it disappointment but they're there seemed maybe disappointment in yourself. Like, Oh man, I, I, I could have, should have, would have done that a little bit better. Um, and I don't know that you, I don't know that you could have, how, yeah. you know, you, you hadn't shot out of a blind. Um, you're sitting on a bucket right. of all things, right? It, it right. was really a, it was really a great experience, you know, to watch. It was just, it was like, this right. is flipping awesome, man. It was one of the best things I've seen all year. Um, <laughs> and then to watch you and Chris share that time and the things that he was saying, I mean, I got the chills right now talking about it. Um, it was just, it was awesome, man. The only thing that, do you think that that big old monster tainted you a little bit? No, no, no. I, I, so to kind of step back, I mean, to your point, it, I was, I was disappointed that I couldn't take full advantage of the animal the way that I had intended, right. To, to take that animal's life. Like my intention was to bring it home, to feed my family with it for quite a while. And, you know, to not be able to fully maximize that. That's why I was, yeah, absolutely. Like, I, yeah. And again, I, I know it's part of the cycle, but I was disappointed that my family wasn't going to be able to take advantage of the animals the way that I had out for it to. Right. But, um, yeah. And I know like Chris, I, he took some flack from people who were like, why would you give some rookie the buck that you've had your sights on? Right. I mean, they got, he had pictures of it. He had video of the animal. He knew it was out there and he still told me to take the shot. Like I, I was, I was, I would have been thrilled, absolutely thrilled if I had brought home the first animal that I saw. To your question, I mean, did it taint me? You know what? It, it. I don't think it has, just because I would still. I mean, to this day. So, like, we finished out general season. I finished it out with Chris, and you know, we're out there with rifles, and we had a couple of early sightings. Didn't work out, and right. I mean, the closing minutes of shooting light, we were able to find an animal on BLM land up here on some property. We turn this corner, the brush clears this beautiful buck with a huge nine and a half inch drop tine or ridiculous is standing there. And Chris, I mean, he was able to make the shot there. Um, and I couldn't be more thrilled. Like, I feel like it came full circle. Right. Yep. You know, because he sacrificed and 
I saw that animal first, but he had the angle, he had the shot. And I literally was able to hand him my rifle because he was looking through his binoculars as we turned the corner. And so I was able to handle, hand him my rifle because his was behind us as we, because we were just kind of walking through this, this, this brush. And so like it all, like, I feel like it just, you know, and I'm not like, I'm not like, you know, a big like karma or the universe, like it worked itself out. But to be able to have that experience with that guy in that way, like it wouldn't matter to me. Like if that same buck had been standing there and it was the forky that I saw that during our, during our first hunt, I absolutely would have reacted the same way. Like, you know, for me, it's like, I'm, you know, I never set out like, and I don't want to abuse the term like trophy hunt. I, I, I don't begrudge anybody for keeping or collecting any element of their hunt as a, as a memento or whatever. Um, but for me, like that, the experience and to put food in the freezer and, you know, big part of what I've been able to do this year is learn how to actually start cooking some of the wild game that I've been able to bring home. And that's been a big motivation for me. So like that idea of it being tainted, like it, the size of the rack, I'm, I'm blown away and like completely floored that my first buck was as <laughs> many. Why do you, I, why do you think Chris got so many, <laughs> what are you doing, oh, yeah. man? Do you know what I mean? Well, There's, a lot of those guys probably didn't, haven't even got anything that big. And that's, you know, and that's what I told him. I'm like, I, after we got the, the, on the, on the season closer, I, I'm like, Chris, can you imagine what people would say if I shot this buck too? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you take me out twice, you know, and we'd been out a couple other times in, in, you know, but to take, to go out, you know, with a rookie twice and to, to have like two really stud animals happen like i i would probably get death threats i mean it wouldn't even be funny <laughs> you know, you know, i'm thrilled i'm absolutely you know absolutely grateful that i got what I, I got and that we were able to be together and i was able to see him get something that meant so much for him and um you know and i and i look forward to the next time and like it, whether it's with him or or yourself or whoever it's you know whoever it's with like the experience has been tremendous. It's absolutely been. Isn't that yeah. an amazing thing about being in the woods with somebody and, and you, you don't care. You don't care that it's your tag or their tag being punched. It's just yeah. you're part of that story and you feel like it's your tag when somebody else goes, you know, it's just oh. an amazing thing, man. It's, it sounds cliche as all get up, but it is, no, I, I it is selfless I, in the best way. Yeah. And I, and, it, and that was something that I had to learn, you know, um, because my early experiences, like I was always so, I was a little jaded, you know, after, you know, four years of trying to get out with people who I knew hunted and not being able to experience that. I was like, man, like these guys, they're like, they work in this public land. I know it's hard, but dang, like let it do tag along. Right. And, um, to, to, to be able to connect with solid folks and, and to share that, like, I, like, it still blows my mind. I'm still so grateful that those people exist. Um, because I mean, it, I, I feel like that's, what's going to keep hunting alive. Mm, right? I, was, I was going there, buddy. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what? So I shouldn't say it, but shame on those guys, right? Because if we're concerned with the future of hunting and 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 us being able to keep this alive for, you know, here we go with cliche, future generations. We have to be able to mentor. We have to welcome other people into, you know, our honey holes, if you will, um, our hunt camps, things like that. How far off of you saying I'm done with this were you? You know what I mean? I mean, four years is a heck of a pursuit to come home with a handful of small game animals. And I'm not trying to belittle that by any means. Um Man, I, you know what? Where would you have been if this was year five and and nothing again? You know, I just well, shame on them. So, I don't know how close I was to that. What I do know is that without my experiences, without connecting with people, the people that I've connected with in the last year, I don't think my son would be as excited as he is now. You know, I don't know that he would have felt motivated to go and get his his hunter safety taken care of. And I don't, I, yeah, I mean, he definitely wouldn't have a bow, it, you know, of his own right now because that was a gift. Um, you know, and, and different things that have happened in, in, you know, from, you know, those same people. It goes beyond, you know, just sharing that experience. It, I mean, it transcends into other areas of the community, right? And, 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 and you see these, um, like I said, these folks that are that are starting to reach out, and like just chat and, and pick your brain and stuff. Like pick my brain. Like there's not a whole lot in there yet, but you know, I'm freely giving what I what I have and just saying, hey, look, take it with a grain of salt because you know my experience is super limited. But here's some other resources you might check out. And you know, my my actually, I have some family here visiting from Utah, and one of um, it's my, my cousin and her youngest daughter who is really excited. Like we had a venison roast, um, tonight that I was able to, to cook up for the family. And she's like, I don't think I've ever had venison. Um, but her youngest daughter, she's, she wants to get her hunter safety and you know, she's, she's 13. So those things wouldn't have happened because I wouldn't have been as fired up. I think if I hadn't turned that corner, if I wasn't able to take advantage of, um, you know, and experience those things because of the generosity of, of people uh, like yourself, like Chris, um, calling out like all those all those folks, the encouragement. You know, I mean, there's a lot of people that I've talked to um, recently. Jake Leonard is another guy up here. Um, if you haven't heard Jake's story, Jake is a bow hunter who was hunted by a mountain lion. And yeah, I remember that was what about a year ago, wasn't it? Yeah. And, you know, that's another guy where he just recently, she said to me, Hey, let's go, let's get out there and, and get after it. And I'm like, seriously, like, you know, I, I've never, I, I mean, I'm nowhere near the level of hunter that Jake is, you know, there's no way I could, I, you know, my lifetime, I'll ever be able to do the things that he's done. But the, that guy, he's, he's saying, yeah, let's, you know, let's get out and, you know, plan something. So I'm like, are you kidding me? Like that? Yeah. So I'm definitely like 2020. I'm, I'm thrilled like that. I have plans in 2020 that go beyond me wandering around on public land by myself. But okay. On, on the contrasting end of that, do you think that you're going to miss something because you're not out there by yourself? No, because I'm still out by myself too. <laughs> okay. Like, yeah, that hasn't gone away. Um, and you know, like, you know, there were a couple of things that I was planning on, you know, I, like my second deer tag 
Um, unfortunately, I didn't fill, and I still have a hog, you know, uh, a pig tag here in California that I haven't filled yet. And I feel like those are things that I'm still like in 2020. Um, one, I still want a public land buck with my rifle because that's what I set out to do originally. And I haven't had that experience yet. Um, and my plans in looking at this next year, as I set it up, I'm taking time to go do that, whether I have somebody with me or not. Um, so to answer your question, the, there's still a part of me that yearns for that solo experience. Um, so I, I want to, I want to, I want to give, like, I want to take the things that I've, I've been fortunate enough to receive and apply them and know that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm skilled as a hunter. To go right, handle my a, business. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and it's not about like, it's not a machismo thing or anything. It's just the whole idea in taking up this pursuit was to develop the ability and not just shoot and kill an animal, but as a woodsman, as an outdoorsman, you know, someone who, you know, I mean, I love being outside as it is. Um, and this is one more element of my skill set that I, you know, that was the goal when I set out was like, could I, can I do this? Am I capable of doing this? Do I have the great mind and heart it takes to go get it done? So yeah, that's still something, that's still a fire that's. And what, and what better moniker, right? Than the hunting student, because it's a never ending, it's a never ending quest, man. Um, you're always learning. I mean, the fact that, and, and part of the tainted part or tainted question was, you know, because of the rack, um, but there's no give me's out there. And, and that, and I'm a, I don't know if I'm an a-hole with it, but I, I'm a firm believer. Like I will help, help and help. But at some point you got to break away. You got to go do it on your own. Um, I feel like there's just way more to learn out there getting beat up by yourself than, anyone could mentor or offer you when you're in the woods as great as those experiences are. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, um, I think the, the years, you know, that I had by myself led up to, I mean, you know, I mean, the, to be in that block with Chris was one thing, but I still had to make the right call, you know, when it, I'm to let that arrow fly. Um, you know, I had to put in the practice, I, you know, the ability to hold that full draw for over a minute and a half, like that doesn't just happen. Heck no, <laughs> heck no, it um, doesn't. Yeah. So, um, no, I, I think you're absolutely right. Like, I mean, and I'm not, I'm not trying to down like anybody who's, you know, just done guided stuff or has only hunted with buddies, like power, power yeah, to you, man. Get yeah. out there, get out. We all um, have our paths. Right. And, and, and not every, I mean, I, one thing that I've learned too is like different areas of the country, like different things are just, you know, access to public land isn't going to be there for everybody. Um, the ability to go and do, you know, overnight solo stuff isn't going to be there for everybody. Well, just, you, you just said it, you know, different things, different things are different. You know what I mean? It's, exactly. it, and it's amazing the way it changes. I mean, not just from state to state or East and West, but from where you guys are at to where I'm at, you know, what are we 400 miles apart? I mean, the right. differences are unbelievable. And so I'm, what I what I take from 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 my learning experience is, 
Um, for me, in my circumstances, like I know I have a good idea, or at least I feel like I have a good idea of what's possible. And, you know, I'm, I'm no Jeff Moran. Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not out there scaling glaciers and stuff. Um, but I have that opportunity to go and get into some pretty remote country and um, go do that sort of thing. And so that, you know, I, I look forward to that, like that there's still um, a big desire to, to be a part of that. And even, you know, like, like you mentioned, your invitation to go join you in Colorado this past season, um, you know, work got in the way, unfortunately. But that, you know, being a part of something like that, like you guys were... You were beating it up and down. Oh, dude, those, that, that trip was so I fun, mean, man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> those videos, like when you would stop and you would post them, like you'd get a little bit of signal and you'd throw up like just, you're scanning the horizon. And I'm looking at that timber. I'm just like, that garbage is ridiculous. Oh, man, it was amazing, bro. <laughs> it was absolutely, <laughs> it, it was it was some of the most inspiring moments I've ever had in hunting. Just the perseverance, you know, watching the guys next to you persevere through, for the lack of a better word, the suck and the frustration and the no animals, but a ton of sign. And, oh, man, it was just, yeah, it was amazing. Absolutely amazing, man. And you got to deal with your boy, which. Oh, yeah, that that's a, yeah, get me going on that. I kind yeah. of, I often, I often find myself thinking about it and there's moments where I choke up on it a little bit because I don't think I've ever experienced something so, it sounds, I don't know, it, it's so beautiful. I mean, there's no other way for me to describe it. The only thing I can even remotely compare it to is my daughter, you know, succeeding, graduating college, playing sports. It's about the only moment that really compares to that experience. And so, I mean, you know, that, that's, I mean, this year that has been, like I said, the, the big takeaways, you know, I mean, the animal, huge, huge, huge accomplishment. I feel beyond, like, I can't believe it's finally happened. Um, I can't believe how quickly, like, I couldn't, like, for general season to come back or, you know, to come around and it came and went way too fast. And I know this year I need to plan better to get out and maximize my time if I'm going to fill that second tag. Um, but the, the learning experiences, and like you said, I mean, when I, when I started the account, you know, I thought for a long time before doing it. And when I started it, the ideal, you know, the, the idea was that, um, it was going to be a learning experience. And, um, if I ever found that it wasn't that I would shut it down. Um, and I've learned so much. And the fact that people have reached out to me, you know, a handful of times and, you know, not, I mean, I don't, I'm still, I'm not even at a thousand followers, but, you know, people who, you know, the five, six, seven people that have reached out and DM me and said, Hey, love this page. It's been super helpful. Thanks for doing what you do. Like those have happened like in moments where I've, like I said earlier, I've just thought, man, I, I just need to shut it down. Like people don't really care. It's not, you know, this voice, it's just one of millions and, you know, go and hunt and do the dang thing. But if I didn't have the account, I wouldn't be recapping with you. I wouldn't be, you know, we wouldn't be talking. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for all of it. I'm grateful that we, you know, we connected um, way back when. I mean, 
um, that you've lent your knowledge and your experiences and, you know, the, the things that you've shared, all the people that you've had on this year. It's been incredible. So many good, good stories and like perspectives and I mean, the products that, you know, you, you've exposed the, your listeners to and everything. It's like, I'm always learning stuff from that. So yeah, the hunting student, right? I mean, for those that have that, that mentality, like I'm grateful for everybody that, you know, that follows the account and, you know, it comments and, you know, shares their questions. And, you know, there've been things that I've researched just because someone said, Hey, what do you know about this? What do you think about that? And it might be something that I hadn't considered before. So, um, I, I do that. I like to go do the digging and figure out, like distill it down to things that are usable and, and practical and kind of take the ego and the opinion out of it and just kind of present it from, you know, my own, my own perspective and hope, hopefully it helps people. I'm almost at a loss for words, dude. Um, you said a lot there and I appreciate, you know, you listening and supporting and, and finding some value in it, um, in the podcast and, and what I'm trying to do, but dude, the, the way that you present and the way that the passion that you have in, in the hunting student, uh, in Brandon Goodwin, I mean, hunting student outside of it. I, I remember our first conversation and, and you were, we were talking about, you know, 200 years ago. And, and that was the experience that you were looking for. And you have held true to every bit of that. Um, and then to qualify it a little bit for everybody that may not know, I mean, this, you're an outdoorsman, you've been an outdoorsman backpacker, you, you know, you, you off-road, um, so the hunting part of it is just another is just another element to that. So I don't want to think, you know, everybody thinking that maybe it hasn't seen. I don't even know how at this point. Yeah, it's just it's just amazing to watch it, man, and to hear the passion in your voice. Even now, the excitement. Um, yeah, <laughs> it just I'm just all smiles, dude. I there there's there's very few things that outside of my family that I hold dear to my heart um like hunting that experience right it's not just chasing an animal and to find and hear and and watch people that are just as passionate man and doesn't matter the skill set or level is just uh yeah i love it dude i absolutely freaking love it i can't get enough of it hey i i appreciate that i really do um and you know i'm not just saying that because you know we've developed you know, the relationship that we have, you know, over the last year, but, um, you know, when I, when I started listening to your, your show, it was what I needed at the right time because, um, it was, you know, I just that the voice of just reason, um, when there's so much hype and like agenda and I mean, just, you know, I, I watched like some, some show like I, I tried watching some of the some of the content that's out there and like it was just a lot a non-stop commercial and i like these folks got to pay their bills and stuff but if all i'm seeing is product 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 kill shot like that doesn't that didn't that didn't speak to my my soul right it didn't it didn't move me to go out and try it was like wow crap i can't do anything unless i have all those products and the go to the places that they go and and, and you know got, get the guy that they get and like I'm, I don't have access to that knowledge like how am I ever going to get out there and do the thing but 
you know, Western contours, like you're talking to folks that are just like, yeah, here's, you know, how long I've been doing it. Here's how I do it. Here's, you know, what it meant to me and, you know, why I do what I do. And it's all kinds of like nutritionists and, you know, manufacturers and all, all like, you know, average Joe's like myself. People. Like, yeah. And I'm like, holy cow. Like the, the, it is possible. Like that was the thing, like just the light bulb moment. It's like, it is possible. Like you can be an average suburban working dad or working mom who has a passion for the outdoors and get a secondhand shotgun or get, you know, a, a borrow a, a piece of gear from a friend and you can make the, the hunting experience happen. But you don't have to do it all by yourself. Like there, there, there are resources and things that that can help you along the way. It, it, what's um, what's funny is the amount, the amount of people that are willing to help and share. And I mean, look at Chris gave gave your boy, you know, gave your boy that bow. I mean, yeah, it's just it's phenomenal, man. And just average everyday people, no highlight reels, just we love it. Right. Right. I mean, and it's like, I mean, my, my son, I he had no connection to Chris, right? I mean, he, he, I mean, Chris and I had barely known each other for a couple of weeks. And I, and, you know, I had told him a little about, about my boys, you know, goals and, you know, the fact that he was taking his hunter safety and all that. And he just, I mean, didn't even hesitate. He's like, I want to do this for him. And you too, like, you're like, Hey, if he's doing that, I've got arrows, I've got a release. Um, I've got boots, like stuff like, and my, my kid is just blown away. He's like, who are these people? <laughs> and, and I'm like, man, you know, they're, they have the gear, it's not doing them any good anymore. I mean, sitting in the garage or, you know, in their, in the top or whatever, and they want to see someone who's trying to get after it, be successful. So it's, but that, it's more than that. It's, it's more than, it's more than the gear sitting in there. It is again, your passion and you wanting to share it with him and just wanting just the guy that loves hunting wanting yeah. someone else to have that same experience because it's not it's like nothing else that we do I, as far as i'm concerned i'm sure people you know climb rock faces you're you've mountain climbed i yeah man i just don't think it compares it there's just a a way it has of bringing everything full circle man it is just forget gear in a box, dude. I would give them, I'd give them a bow behind me hanging on the wall that I use. If you know what I mean? It's just, it's yeah. one of those things where it's, you just want to share the heck out of it. Yeah. No, I, yeah. No, and I appreciate that. I really do. Cause I know you would, I know you absolutely would. And, um, it is, you know, like you said, you know, I've had a lot of different experiences in doing things outdoors. This, I agree with you. Like, I mean, I, I've never like scaled El Cap or, you know, anything crazy like that, but, you know, doing a multi-pitch, you know, rock climbing, it's, it's a very euphoric thing when you get to the top. Um, and it's, but it's totally different. It's totally different. Um, even, you know, as a kid fishing, like fishing, you know, you, you catch them, you throw them back or you keep them or whatever. Like, it's just not the same. Like, you don't feel the same connection on the level. And again, I'm not like a master fisherman. Like, I've done some creek fishing and right here at the lake or whatever. Um, and maybe there's an experience like an old tarpon or shark or whatever where people are just like, get that same kind of euphoric, like, 
you know, the work that goes into it or something. I don't know. Um, but it's, it's one, I mean, like, I don't, I, I don't know any other activity where you work so hard all the time, like mentally, like planning where you're going to go and how you're going to get there and reviewing maps and going and scouting and, you know, you know, gaining knowledge about the species and looking for sign. I mean, every little snap twig and imprint in the dirt and dropping. Like I've never, I've said it before, like I've never thought in my life I would be so excited to see a pile of crap, right? Like, <laughs> or, 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 or be disappointed that I didn't find the pile of crap, like not see sign. Um, but it's just one more layer um, to my outdoors experience. And, and I honestly, when I started the, the site and I, and I think as it evolves to like, I, I envisioned it encompassing more than just actual, like the, the rifle and bow and shotgun type of hunting that has become such a big part of my experience. But I wanted to encourage, you know, folks that are maybe, maybe mountain biking or trail running or rock climbing or something. And they're like curious. Um, and I'm still trying to figure out like how to best reach that audience because it, that's where I started, like, you know, backpacking and hiking and, and rock. I'm like being out there, seeing the wilderness, seeing the wild country and seeing animals out there and thinking about how hard it is to live in that environment. Like we pack in food and water filters and fire starters and all these, and they're just out there. It is another Tuesday, right? I mean, everything that happens just what they're built for and to get out and try and be a part of that environment for the few days a month or, you know, a year that, that we're able to do it and try and gain equal footing. Like we're at such a disadvantage. I mean, it's, it's insane. The stuff you see like a little tiny baby deer, just like bound away and you're, you try and cover the same amount of ground and it takes half an hour and what they did in like two minutes. It's just insane you know so um no i really appreciate you know your you know your sentiments because it it does get me excited and i think um that desire like to just help other people it's just i mean it's kind of how i'm wired um because i feel like i didn't you know i didn't have like i didn't have a lot of you know a lot of early uh, success so to speak um, and so like everything that happens is just one more layer to, you know, where I'm at, like I'm, I'm 43. And so if I get another 10, 15 years where I'm able to get, you got more than that. I, I hope so. You got I hope so. Trying to keep it all together. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, um, you know, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't do me any good, like to, to not share that, like. Why, why would I keep it to myself when there's somebody, maybe some kid that's, you know, 18 or 20 or 25, like give him a head, you know, the head start to get out there and, and have that experience and not have to, not have to, uh, you know, search so hard. You know, I mean, there's still work. He's going to have to do work. He or she, they're going to have to do the work. But, you know, if you can kind of clear up some of the, some of the garbage. Well, and, and there's a lot, there's a lot of garbage. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, that, and it is, and, and where, where, and I've been wanting to ask you this question: Where do you make sense of that? I mean, I, and there's the reason for the hunting student, I'm sure. But where does a guy start or gal start to make sense of all the clutter and noise? I mean, it it almost seems like an impossibility when when I look around and I'm like, man, thank goodness that I came into it when I did before all the noise. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting because, you know, I, one thing I've noticed is like not everybody takes the same approach. Right. So, um, so some people like just, they like swimming through like all of the, I mean, there's, I see like, I'm blown away with some of the opinions and the stances and like that, like just either for us or against us, or, you know, you, you do this or you do that. Like there, it, it can't just be one way, you know? And so that's where, you know, when I'm looking for information and when I try and decide what I'm going to post and how I'm going to present it, I think at the, at the, of it like there's just kind of that mentality of if i'm going to share it's got to be it's got to be presented in a way that's just like as pure as possible like i don't i I hate to use the word like purity scale but like um i try and take my ego out of it and my emotion out of it and just kind of present it from like tell a little bit of a story and my why behind what I'm doing. And if that appeals to somebody, great. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. But when I'm searching, I go to multiple sources. Like I'll, I'll go to, from one extreme to the other. And somewhere in the middle generally lies like the, the part that I end up at. So um, it's more about, like you said, I mean, when there's when you know what you're about, then the truth kind of reveals itself on its own, you know? Heck yeah. That's, that's perfectly said, man. Yeah. So when you're, when I'm, when I'm searching through and I'm combing through the information, I, and I'll read like old information and the latest and product comparisons or whatever it is. And, and I know that just because I'm, I'm posting something and I'm, you know, stating it a certain way, like it's not going to be universal. There are going to be people that disagree with me. There are going to be people that say, you don't know what you're talking about. And that's fine because it might not be right for them. Like the message not, might not be right for them. But what I'm trying to do is like you said, just give the person that is just trying to get out there and maybe isn't sure what to, where to go, like make it as easy for them to decide, yes, I want to do this or no, that's not for me. Like I think, end of the day that's all i'm trying to do is like if you're just getting started or you're relatively new or maybe it's just part of your experience like i'm exposing you to something that you haven't really thought about in depth before um even like with the cooking thing like the the idea that some people love like everything's fried like you just you you can't tell them not to fry a piece of meat they're just gonna fry everything well if you have never tried it broiled or you've never tried it barbecued or if you've never tried it you know sauteed or whatever it is if you've never like you might not ever convince that person that anything but fried is going to be good and that's okay but if you share enough different experiences maybe they decide for themselves to try something else at some point in their life i'm not looking for 
credit for having showed them that there are other ways to do it. I just want to maybe convince the person that's never tried anything that in addition to frying, you could try all these other things and maybe one of these fits, you know, who you are and what you're, what you're trying to do. So you know, with hunting, it's the same thing. It's like, you don't want to hunt waterfowl, don't hunt waterfowl. It's not a big deal. You know, you want to only hunt, you know, elk all your life. Hey, great. Go do it. Like, but if you don't, um, if you don't stop to think about like that, why, and you know, that, you know, share, share that, that experience along the way. Like, I just don't, like, for me, and I'm rambling a little bit, but no, you're not, I'm, I'm just following. Trying, <laughs> yeah. Why? Like, like we said before, if you're, if you're not going to share it, you know, and in a way that encourages other people to, to have the same attempt, the same things or, you know, whatever their, whatever their passion is like, then this just, I just don't, I don't get that. Like with a, with a sport, you know, a sport, an activity that's so powerful and what it means, you know, from a, from a heritage standpoint, from a conservation standpoint, from a, you know, from a culinary standpoint, like people are, you know, are trying to eat organic and healthy and avoid recalls and all these different things. Like there's so much to be gained. So like, if you're willing to share a little bit, and we can, you know, pass it on in a way that helps bring in a few more, you know, a few more folks. And I'm not saying like dilute who you are, but maybe we are able to do it in a way that doesn't make it so intimidating that, you know, that's kind of, you know, what I do when I go in and do that digging and try and find the, find the, the core research, you know, like that I, that I present, um, that's at the end of the day, it's like, man, if we encourage folks to just try it, you know, whether they thought about it one way or the other, like just get them to try it. Then I, you know, then I'm, you know, the site, you know, the whole Instagram thing will be worth it to me. Man, I wish we could do it on a larger scale. Cause honestly, I think we, there's a lot of people that can stand, <laughs> they could, that can stand some benefit from our use of the outdoors, right. And sharing that experience and then partaking in it, man, because, uh, hell in a handbasket all around us, man. Yeah, it's, it is, it's tough. And I've thought about it a lot. Like it's, it's a delicate balance between like that tipping point where like, if you try and do it a certain way, like the money becomes a big part of it. Like people who you turn to, like they're trying to figure out the dollar in it, you know? And, and I don't, I mean, I know that's like, that's just business. Like why people have influence, you know, influencer accounts, all this, but, um, yeah, I agree. Like, and I think that's one of the things that I found is like, there is like a, at a certain level, there's a, a network of folks that I've been able to connect with where that stuff doesn't really come into play too often. Um, so a good, a good example is, uh, in a couple of weeks, I'm going out to Arkansas to, um, hunt ducks with Jonathan Wilkins at Black Duck Revival. And that is an experience that, again, I've never hunted a waterfowl. Um, I met Jonathan on Instagram. Uh, we, we talked, you know, a few times and he told me he was putting together an event. He's like, hey, if you'd like to hunt waterfowl and like to come check it out, like if you can get here, I'll put you up at the lodge and we'll do this. And he's got this whole thing that he's putting together. And like the dude didn't ask for anything. He just wants to share, you know, one, he's, he's a, he's, an incredible like culinary mind, like the guy, you know, posts some recipes to a site and goes blog and stuff. So that really appealed to who I am. Um, and it's a big part of one of the 
reasons why Spoon wanted to pursue hunting. But the idea that he would open up his place to someone he's only met online, you know, and we've had a few conversations, like there is those folks that are out there. And to your point, like if we can leverage that to help people who are curious, like to, to overcome their trepidation and to, to take that first step. Like those are the types of things. That's what, like, as long as I can help move that needle, um, then I'll keep doing, you know, the hunting student will, is as long as, you know, it makes sense. Like I'll keep doing that because knowing that those people are out there and they're willing to do it. If I'm, I'm going to go out, hang out with Jonathan, he's got a few other folks going, like be able to share those experiences and tell people like, this is possible but you have to take the first step. Like you have to let people know what you're about and what you're trying to do. And after a while, like it is possible to connect with decent folks that are trying to do amazing things mm-hmm. and, sh- and just share it because they love it. Exactly. Exactly. Like how cool is it like to have those people in your life, right. To, to know that, I mean, you know, like as a father, right. You see in your experience with your son, like what that means to you and what it means to him. But you're sharing that experience has an impact on people like me and my son and others that are, you know, that are not sure how to get started. What, like, how do you encourage your kids to do stuff like that, that maybe they'd rather spend time hanging out with their friends, you know, online and or, or in person. Like, it seems like it's more online. Now, but yeah, there's no there's no face to face. So, like, if, if we can if we can make that impact like that to me, like, I mean, you sharing your experience with guy this, this past elk season, like that transcends just what you guys had together. And it becomes a force multiplier over and over again, as people listen back at those episodes and see your posts and, you know, guy goes out and he tells his friends what they're, what he's doing. Like that, that's huge. Right. I mean, that, that's bigger than any individual thing. That's bigger than the, you know, however thousand, how many thousands of followers that listen to, to Western Contours, because it just, it sends those ripples and don't know, you know, what's going to, what's, what's going to grow from that. Yeah. And it, it, for me, I mean, I still get messages about that pot, that, that episode um, that he and I did. And uh, man, that, that is, it was so good. It, it, it's so fulfilling to hear guys that have been hunting for 20 years go, man, that was one of the best stories that I've ever heard. And to hear your boy with the takeaways that he had, and I was already proud of it. Right. And it has nothing to do with how many people heard it or, you know, how many downloads I should say, but to know that it had a, like you said, that ripple effect, um, man, it just, it's why I started the podcast, right? It's just to share the love of hunting. It is just amazing, man. You're, you're talking about that podcast or that trip. And man, I just get flashes of <laughs> flashes of suck. <laughs> <laughs> so what are the biggest challenges? Give me three of the biggest challenges you faced in the last five years with your, with your journey and briefly the points to the new guys to help them through those challenges. Wow. Um, so I think the one that jumps out the top of my list 
right? is the one that you you talked about. And it sent me off in my little my little ramble there was knowing who to trust. Um, there are people that are willing to help you that you you don't want to trust them. <laughs> you 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 listen, you go, you you know, you, you learn a few things, and then you realize that what they are as as a hunter and and what you want to be like don't align and you don't want to disrespect them and you don't like if they're willing to to show you some things or share your experience then like knowing how to to draw those lines right and how to how to do it in a way that you don't burn bridges like you don't make people like feel like like i'm not trying to say hey i'm better than you or anything like that but just the way you're going about it and what i want from me two different, different things right 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 and and so that was that was one of the first things that like um as i you know early on you know you connect with a few folks and and you know hear some things and they're willing to show you some things and then they're like yeah i think i'm gonna go in a different direction but you know, thanks, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, people get a little bit out of shape about that and don't understand. Um, but that I think is the top was one of the top ones was, um, not jumping at every opportunity that presents itself, but, you know, do a little bit of research, take your time. And it's, it can be tough when you're excited and, you know, trying to, trying to get things done. Um, but take some time, get to know the people a little bit, and then, you know, take it all with a grain of salt. Just realize that there are several different ways to, to go about this experience. And um, you need to need to figure out what yours is going to look like and not be afraid to, to walk away from something that doesn't seem like, you know, what it isn't what you thought it was going to be. Don't be afraid to make that hard. Um, what would appear to be a hard decision at the time. Exactly. Exactly. I think the next one that comes to mind is, um, don't be afraid to spend money. <laughs> um, the thing that you buy today might not be the thing that you hunt with next, next month or next season. Um, you, you know, you want to do your research, you want to do your due diligence, you want to, you know, figure out like the thing that you feel like you're gonna get the most use out of. Um, but there are going to be you know, it's it's a constantly evolving um, situation where gear evolves. Um, you learn more about how to go about it. You know how to go about an experience, and you know how to pursue an animal or whatever it is. And you might end up, you know, you, you buy something, find out, you know what, this isn't what I thought it was, uh, what I needed, and it's okay. Like you can pass that on to somebody else or keep, you know, store it in the, in the, in the garage or whatever. Um, but like I have my buddy, uh, my buddy Ben that I went out with earlier, um, this year and, you know, we just went look for, looking for quail and we get back and we got like, we saw like four quail all day and his wife's like, so where are the quail, you know? And, um, She's like, how much have you spent on gear? And we haven't seen anything from it. <laughs> and I just told her, I'm like, look, I've done it too. We we all do it. Like you, getting equipped is one thing, but then you got to put boots on the ground and get out there and figure it out, right? So um, I just I just told him like, hey, don't be discouraged, man. Like my wife jokes about my first deer being a $5,000 $5, deer. Um, 
but she knows that each one that I get next is going to be a little bit less expensive. <laughs> so you think, um, buddy. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so you think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, but th- yeah, that's, that's the thing. It's like, you know, it doesn't have to be a super expensive experience. I mean, you can get, you can find, you know, used firearms, you can use, find used bows, you can find used equipment that'll get you out there and get you after it. Um, but you know, the great thing about gears, it's constantly, they're constantly coming out with new things. You're going to see things at the expos and at different shows and online and everything else. Um, you can't be afraid to try something like if it sounds good to you and you want to give it a go, try it out. It might not, your buddies might swear up and down, like, Hey, you don't want to do that. Here's what, you know, here's what works for me. And maybe they're right, but you have to go with what you feel is the right thing for you. And, and and, and just try it out. And maybe you love it and maybe you win them over, right? You, you try it and have some success with it. And later on, they're going, wow, you know, maybe I should give that a second look. So, um, yeah. So learn who to, try, um, learn to learn, you know, be okay. Spend a little bit, a little bit of cash. Um, but don't feel like you have to, like, if you find stuff, I got my shotgun that I have, I you know, had a lot of fun with, I got it secondhand. It's been a great shotgun. These things are built to last. Um, so, you know, you go with reputable brands, um, you'll have a good experience, I think. Um, and I think the third one is just scheduling time. Um, you know, I mean, you know, I, like all of it, I I try to be balanced as a, as a husband and as a father as much as possible. And, you know, I work full-time job and high demands, high stress environment. And when I, you know, need to get out and, you know, set aside time for hunting, um, it's, you can feel, you know, there's some, there can be some guilt that comes along with it, you know, because you're thinking, wow, I've been gone for X amount of days, you know, the, the wife, the kids, whatever, I'm not going to see them, but I'm grateful. My wife is extremely supportive. My family's extremely supportive, um, but it's just justifying for myself, like, taking the vacation time, right? Because it can take, you know, you take a week or two or whatever to get out and fully immerse yourself and um, learning to plan ahead and make the arrangements and just set expectations and communicate with your family and with your friends or your job or whatever, like giving yourself permission to take that time and go out and do the thing that you're really thrilled about the experiencing. I think um, that can take some adjusting. I know for me, I didn't plan well enough for my time off this past season um, fall Turkey was a joke. I only got out once. Um, only got out two different, three different times, um, during general season. And it wasn't, it was all day hunts. Like I had planned to do a week long hunt in a certain area and didn't make that happen because friends that I was supposed to go with, it didn't work out with them. But that's one of those things where like in my heart, I'm like, I should have just gone on my own. I go, I know what to do. Um, and so, yeah, I, I didn't, set the time like i didn't mark it off on my calendar and just go so i'm kicking myself over that now but um lessons learned right yeah hindsight's 2020 man exactly well shoot man i'm uh beyond grateful for you jumping back on with me man i you know i love the hunting student man and it's been nothing but a pleasure watching it unfold um watching you get that buck man and you know, doing everything you have and affecting the community um, in a positive manner, man. I think, you know, I think we need more of Brandon Goodwin's rolling around and that willingness, man. So 
I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you, man. I really uh, always enjoy talking to you. And, you know, it's a year ago, like if you told me that all these things would have happened, like I, I had no idea, you know, and that's, I think one thing that I would say to anybody out there that's trying to get going, like, just like get, take the first step because like looking back, it all happens so fast and you're not in control of any of it. Like there's so little, (laughs) (laughs) it's like, as as these situations present themselves, like you're just saying yes or no to them. And if you're able to say yes, more than no, um, then you never know what's going to happen. It's, it's been a pretty incredible year. I can't thank you enough. It's been, it's always awesome to talk to you, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate you, man. Well, I, uh, let you get back to it, man. And, um, I can't wait to see what 2020 holds, man. Good luck on that duck hunt. You have to, uh, Make sure you're posted on that one. I can't wait to see that uh, that unfold too. That'll be interesting. <laughs> I'm, I'm thrilled. I can't. I'm, I've been looking for that first out of state hunt for me and first waterfowl experience. So uh, I just ordered. I, I got my 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 waders. I got a you know a nice set of frog tog waders over here that I'm eager to try out and see if they're going to be something I'm going to be able to put in. I mean, here in California, we have some great waterfowl. Oh hunting, yeah. So looking forward to doing that all over again yeah that'll be it's one of the meccas man you'll have one up on me because uh, i've been duck hunting once and uh I don't, I don't even know how long ago that was me and my boy saw two birds at like a thousand feet and that was the end <laughs> of my waterfowl experience <laughs> take me back to the deer woods so yeah, I <laughs> but good deal man i uh yeah we'll be talking bro right on have a great evening on instagram at western contours jump on itunes google play and podbean subscribe leave us a comment and don't forget to hit that five star rating we appreciate the support and until next time lay them down we spend a lot of time preparing for our hunts and how we fuel our efforts is key head over to valley to peak nutrition.com helping you perform optimally in the backcountry the purpose of valley to peak is to provide sound nutritional information supported by science to help you prepare and perform optimally in the backcountry there's no secret this is done through education coaching and programming based on personal goals and preferences head over to valley to peak nutrition.com or catch them on instagram at b2p nutrition